have the audacity to come here today and talk to us about principles and talk to us about aggression. That's what it sounded like earlier this year at the University of Ottawa when a protester interrupted a speech by Canada's ambassador to the United Nations, Bob Ray. The gist of it was that Canada was funding Israel and Israel's an apartheid state and, well, you know the usual arguments. For Jewish pro-Israeli professors who teach at Ottawa U, that incident was just another example of how the atmosphere at their university and also on many Canadian campuses has become clearly anti-Israel in recent years. And it leaves them feeling very uncomfortable, they say. But worse, it also has a direct consequence on their academic freedom, on what they can research and how and with who. And in some cases, the faculty associations adopt resolutions that oppose the iron definition of anti-Semitism, even though the Canadian government and most Canadian provinces now have it on the books. In other cases, some of these professors' university departments have come out in support of the Palestinian campaign called BDS, or Boycott, Sanctions and Divestment of Israel, which means Israeli academics can't come to do research or even speak at conferences. So that's why 100 professors have now banded together to form a new network of engaged Canadian academics, or NECA for short. It's based on an American group doing similar work on U.S. campuses. The Canadians are in the process of setting up a website and seminars and resources to help members who find themselves ostracized for supporting Israel. Organizers say, aside from Ottawa's two universities, they have people now at McGill, McMaster, U of T, Western, and the University of Manitoba. Because while there are plenty of advocacy groups that help Jewish students on campus, professors who support Israel need help too. We, what we really stand for is the promotion and protection of academic freedom on campus and the ability of people to fully express their Jewish identity should they want to, which includes uh, Jews, Jews who are uh, Zionist and who support Israel. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, May the 16th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News sponsored by Metropia. I'm coming to you this week from Ottawa, where I'm attending a conference of Jewish leaders organized by the Israeli embassy. I'm also moderating one of the panels, and we'll be bringing you some of the stories that we gather here. Sorry we weren't on the air on Monday. Just as I was preparing to record the episode, I came down with a stomach bug, but I'm fine now, and we're back. As for the new Canadian network of engaged academics, it's a response to the growing climate on campuses where people who support social justice and progressive thinking, even including many Jewish professors, don't support Israel. One of the co-founders of the new Canadian network, Professor Deidre Butler of Carleton University's Zelikovitz Center for Jewish Studies, has firsthand experience of anti-Semitism in her workplace. She's had Nazi symbols scribbled on her door and pushback when she wanted to take students in her religion course on a trip to Israel. Butler and her co-chair, Carrie Kogan, a clinical psychology professor from Ottawa U, join me now from Ottawa. Thank you for having us. For having us. Before we get started about, you know, the more current activities, I'd love to hear the origin story of how you two met, how you decided to that this was something that needed to be done. Yeah, so I'm I'm a clinical psychologist, a professor in clinical psychology, so I don't I don't teach Jewish studies. I'm not in Jewish studies. Um I um actually came to this this issue uh in February twenty twenty one during the COVID lockdown. 
when our faculty union passed a motion against the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance working definition of anti-Semitism. Uh, and that really opened my eyes to uh, the issues on campus. You know, I was I was doing my thing, teaching and training and doing research. And, um, you know, this, this really uh, was a wake-up call. And so I started to learn uh, about issues of anti-Semitism on campus and had the great fortune, actually, of watching a uh, podcast of um, a Miriam Elman from the Academic Engagement Network in the United States. And so they're a faculty organization, a uh, not-for-profit that uh, uh, essentially helps faculty connect to each other across uh, different uh, U.S. Uh, campuses and uh, works to protect academic freedom, but also protect Jewish identity and uh, the rights of faculty and, and, and students and staff to express them, their Jewish identity on campuses, which has become increasingly uh, a problem, uh, not only in the States, but also in Canada. So by through that connection, was able to um, dis have a discussion about how can we actually bring uh, this type of organization to Canada. We launched in in uh, in January. Maybe Deidre has has more to say about that. Um, just that I'll say that I came to this as someone who does teach Jewish studies, and um, although you know we're not here representing our own personal universities that we work for, we're we're here as Canadian academics. Um, really, in my position at Carleton University as director of, for the Center for Jewish Studies, you know that becomes the meeting place where anything having to do with Jews and, and particularly anti-Semitism would come across my desk. And so I was dealing with the administration and the union and students and fellow faculty and also working um, with other faculty members across Canada who teach Jewish studies. So I've been running around to ABLE with Jewish studies profs for the last couple of years to really consult with each other and hearing kind of the state of anti-Semitism on Canadian campuses. So when uh, this group started to be formed, I was really enthusiastic to work with them and to work with Carrie in particular. And I should add, you know, the, the important point about having a network is that um, most professors working across disciplines that are not Jewish studies or Jewish history really don't have the language or the ability to really address issues that they know in their heart uh, are, are real problems that they're seeing on campus. What are they telling you? I'll, I'll speak of myself. I uh, teach uh, a, a travel course that travels to Israel. I'm about to leave actually next week. And the last time I taught it, I had a sign on my door which advertised the course and someone drew swastikas and Heil Hitler, spelled incorrectly, I will add. Um, so we we have examples of things like that. So property damage, vandalism, swastikas being scrawled on doors. But what's interesting is that whereas in the past, maybe you would have expected swastikas to be associated with the far right, with neo-Nazism, now what we see is a slippage between anti-Israel, anti-Zionism, and these symbols and these tropes being directed at faculty and students. What did the university do about that? Or what did you do about it? So I reported it. I reported it as a hate crime at my university. Uh, I'm not sure that it was tracked as such. I would like to think that it was. Security did take it seriously. My dean and my chair did as well. 
And, you know, they looked to see if there were any cameras. There weren't any. And that was the end of that. Okay, Carrie, what about you? Some examples? Sure. Yeah. I mean, in addition to the example I gave about my union, which which was problematic, not only because it was taking a position against the consensus definition of anti-Semitism, but also uh, in, was imbued with inflammatory language that was specifically anti-Israel. So essentially equating Israel with a racist state and a colonial settler uh, state. So um, that language is now, you know, enshrined in, in, in a union motion. So that's problematic. The, the, the other event that um, I was um, unfortunately on the, on, on, you know, part of um, opposition to was the Palestinian collective, Palestinian feminist collective uh, statement that is, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but this was a statement that went out around May 2021 when there was the conflict uh, with Hamas. Uh, and that statement was extremely biased, had an you know, enormous uh, problems around um, holding you know Israel essentially responsible. What we see in the academic world is <clears throat> a lot of um, you know concern about academic freedom. In this case, this was a statement that was signed by an entire unit at my university, and not mine, <laughs> and and yours, not by individuals. So academic freedom is something that an individual professor uh, has as a right and privilege, but units, academic units, are extensions of the university. Uh, so to sign such an egregious statement, there's already a question about you know the integrity and, and scholarship that 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 is lacking in that statement, uh, and then it really does serve as a litmus test, right? So either you are against Israel uh, or you know, and, and you're you're that makes you a good Jew, or you are and a good academic and a good <laughs> academic, exactly. So uh, it's offensive on on both grounds, uh, both in terms of it being antithetical to to scholarship, but also an attack, an assault on Jewish identity. So, and uh, we had the same issue at my university, and uh, it also was signed. And there are also questions about whether untenured faculty or faculty who don't have uh, the protection of secure employment or graduate students, how they feel about having their names attached to it. Because in effect, everyone having to do with that unit now has signed it, whether they intended to or not. And in fact, that shuts down the academic freedom of people to not have their name attached to it. So it's a very problematic situation. It's just for post-secondary universities or colleges too? Colleges as well, and in fact, we're we're already working with um, some college faculty who, interestingly enough, are finding their own work being shut down through the IRA definition. So, in a in a college where they had passed an anti-IRA uh, declaration, uh, that anti-IRA declaration is being used to shut down some research. Tell so, me more about that. Well, I can't tell you all of it because the case is ongoing and uh, we don't want to prejudice the case. But the issue has to do with how uh, the research was actually looking into anti-Semitism in Canada. And one of the things that it referenced was the IRA definition and the union sanctioned or is it attempting to sanction one of the uh, faculty members. What campus is that? What school is that? What city? I don't feel comfortable saying that because the case is ongoing right now. The pro-Palestinian groups have said in studies this past year that said there's a chilling effect on Palestinian 
uh, advocacy on campus because every time we try to say something, the Jewish lobby shuts us down. So I think we have to be really careful about that claim because let's think about how things about Israel and Palestine are taught on our campuses. My campus, uh, other than the fact that I take students to Israel, there are not voices that are um, articulating a description of the history of Israel, the history of Zionism, um, in a way that isn't very much slanted towards criticizing the state of Israel. Right? You have a Jewish studies program. You have the yeah. We don't have Israel studies, and the Verit Center at Ottawa U is Canadian Jewish studies. So we don't have courses that are telling the story of Zionism that take seriously how Jews understand that that history, the mainstream of Jewish history. And I think that that's a serious problem. Um, but beyond that, what we know is that undergraduate and graduate students are in classes because they have to take certain classes. And those classes are given by scholars who are integrating um, these kinds of accounts about Israel in their teaching when it's relevant or not. So you'll get a human rights class, let's say, that talks about Israel as a settler colonialist with no kind of other discussion as part of it. But you'll also have a physics teacher who will give a physics problem and make the example that be one that that illustrates the injustice of how Israel treats Palestinians. Why give that example except to have an opportunity to continue that conversation? These are things that have happened to you. You've heard about them. I've heard about them. Yes. The last one I would like to make about this question of silencing is who's doing the silencing here when you have people who do very serious work on Palestinians um, and anti-Zionist work that are receiving the highest honors in our universities. I mean, certainly some of the highest honors at Carleton University have gone to, to scholars who are advocating these positions. And also, I mean, I've had two petitions written against me to silence me in different ways in terms of taking students to Israel. One, in terms of the way that I talked about um, taking students to Israel because I didn't call it the occupied Palestinian territories in a in a in a public in a publication uh, uh, at the university, and the second one because I was fundraising for my students to attend to lower the barrier to participation, and so they're they're not going after my academic freedom of teaching the course, but they're they're shutting me down in really important ways. So what do you want your group to do to be more of a support group? to have like strength in numbers and be able to do petitions and public statements when things come up, like have more power in numbers. So NECA has a role, right, in providing resources and provide connecting people who have who have that experience and expertise in that area. And um, certainly being able to address, I think what Deidre talked about, which is, you know, the fact that our colleagues become part of this governance structure and they who are, you know, often not Jewish, don't have, uh, you know, really that experience or knowledge about that that subtle differentiation, understanding when th when things cross a line, and understanding why. Um, so, so I think that that to to have a, a network that's able to articulate those things and be a resource, not fly in uh, unwelcomed onto campuses, but to work with those members on those campuses, those individual campuses across Canada. To, to address issues as they come up, and even to, in the case of EDI, 
prevent issues from coming up, right? And that's that I think that's really important. And I think what what you know, often to your earlier point, often EDI officers or human rights officers, they just don't have they don't have the experience or the or the knowledge, right? And it's not it's it's it is ignorance. It's not intentional. Uh, and they may actually get a very skewed view of things from whether it's the media or um, you know internal to the university about about uh, what is and what isn't anti-Semitism um, that that can then lead to some very problematic outcomes. UJA's Walk with Israel is happening this Victoria Day, Monday, May twenty second. Join thousands of community members for the world's largest Israel Solidarity Walk, followed by an epic Israeli-themed beach party to celebrate Israel's seventy-fifth birthday. Get all the details by visiting walkwithisrael.com. This is our moment to unite as one strong and proud Jewish community, religious and secular, left and right, Jews and allies. Everyone belongs at the Walk with Israel. Register before May 19th. And if you use the promo code CJN, you can save 10% on all Walk Bundle packages. To register, visit walkwithisrael.com. Where, where, where are you? How much activism are you going to be looking for? How... I think before we get to promoting IRA, what I really want to see is stopping the anti-IRA resolutions. So at our union, our their faculty, they attempted to pass an anti-IRA resolution, and we pushed back. We explained to them this is incredibly divisive, that this is causing a problem where there is none, that this is, you know, deeply troubling that you're trying to pass this without consulting with Jews. You're trying to get rid of a, a definition that is accepted by the federal government uh, with without any other solution so that we end up being silenced. That argument was actually really effective. There are a lot of professors who are Jewish, who don't agree with IRA and are very vocal in BDS, anti-Israel criticism. How do you navigate, you know, friendships, conversations, collegiality? You raise a very important point. And this has been the battle, for example, that I had with the Palestinian Feminist collection, Collective uh, statement. Uh, immediately when I opposed it, the response was from the only Jewish professor in that unit who said, as a Jew, I disagree with your, your statement. Uh, and then it shut down the discourse, right? So unfortunately, what's happening is that there is really only one side being told and and listened to, right? So it's those those Jews who uh, are, as you say, part of the progressive left, uh, anti-Israel, who are being listened to by the unions, and that's sufficient. Rather than say, well, actually, there's a much broader heterogeneous uh, community here. Yeah, but the universities, they don't know that. The DEI people, they don't know the difference. And that's the interesting point. How do you yell louder? So I do think there's a way to talk about this, to speak in language that they understand, to talk about if you only listen to people who are critical of Israel and pro-BDS, you're not getting the lived experience of the majority of Jews in Canada. Because the majority of Jews in Canada have a different perspective on their relationship to Israel. Saying things like nothing about us without us is actually resonates very powerfully with this group. Um, people who are interested in social justice and progressive um, kind of ideas hear those terms and they recognize where the problem is. 
if you can teach these people, if you can get them in the room and have a conversation with them, because we should be able to have these conversations and ask hard questions. We sh no one should be shut down. That's the academy. That's that's what it's meant for is an exchange of ideas and, and it should be an open exchange. And what we're seeing is it's a one way exchange. By the way, Palestinian Canadians held a media conference here in Ottawa yesterday, marking what they call the 75th anniversary of the Nakba. They called on the Canadian government to give official recognition to Nakba Day. Nakba is a term that means catastrophe and it refers to the displacement of Palestinians when Israel declared independence on May 14, 1948. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Professor David Berkison in Calgary. And for those of you who want to meet us and meet the CJN Daily team and all your favorite CJN personalities, come on out to our booth on Monday, May the 22nd in Toronto at the Walk for Israel. We'll be at the Prosserman JCC campus at Bathurst and Shepherd from 11 to 3 during the after party. Come for the giveaways, say hello, and take a selfie with us. Hope to see you all there.